Entrepreneur on Fire 585. Mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of Entrepreneur on Fire. Now you have the ingredients to success. Here's the master chef, John Lee Dumas. Industry-leading bookmarking technology? I know. That's audiobooks.com. Seamlessly switch between devices without losing your place. You can even get your first book for free by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. When you have thousands of designers at your fingertips, the sky is the limit for your design. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jock Pertle. Jock, are you prepared to ignite? John, I was born to ignite. (laughs) Jock owns Digital Exits, a website brokerage that helps online entrepreneurs find a buyer when you want to sell your online business. They can also help Fire Nation acquire their first online business and write their own entrepreneurial journey. Giving our listeners just a little overview, Jock, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. No worries. Well, as you can tell from the accent, I'm Australian. Uh, I'm born, uh, born and raised in Sydney, Australia. Uh, I flit between the US and uh, Australia for uh, for work. Um, background: I know child entrepreneur. Uh, bought and sold stuff when I was younger. Started buying and selling online businesses in 2009. Um, exited my company last year and started Digital Exits, which we help people sell uh, their business and uh, we also help people find a business to buy if they're looking to acquire. Love that, Jock. And just for the record, being ignorant Americans, the only thing that we can tell by your accent is that you're either Australian, New Zealand, UK, or maybe even South Africa. That's about the extent of our understanding of accents. Of all the things that uh, grind my gears in the U.S. is uh, probably that thing. Everyone thinks I'm either British. <laughs> Actually, I get I get German quite a bit. Um, you have I a have, German look to you visually. Yes, you know I look German, but uh, sometimes people uh, mistake me for being British. But I I remind remind them nicely. <laughs> all right, I know what grinds Jock's gears. Well, Jock, we're really going to do a focus on your journey today as an entrepreneur because it's been a very powerful one. I'm excited to share that with Fire Nation, but before we do, we always start with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. So my success quote for everyone today is entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like most people won't so that you can spend the rest of your life like most people can't. And I couldn't find uh, someone to attribute that to, um, but that's personally significant for me, especially when I was younger and you know grinding out the work when everyone else was partying and having fun. So really break that down for us, Jock, because we love real life examples. Like what is some sacrifices you've decided to make so you can live the rest of your life like that entrepreneur? All throughout university, which is American's college, um, basically started uh, started 
like my online business then and instead of uh, instead of going out during the week uh, and on weekends, I'd be reading books, I'd be doing contract jobs, I'd be learning, implementing all of the above, uh, knowing that uh, it would be all, you know, it would pay off in the end. Um, so that's 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 why I like the quote specifically, um, and I'm fully in the belief that you know if you if you do the work now, um, the dividends will pay later. Um, and there's that also that marshmallow test. Um, are you familiar with the marshmallow test? No, tell me. Kids? No, let's hear it. Okay, so uh, a professor in the 70s did a, a test on children. He had like 25. Uh, subjects, uh, and he'd stick the kids in the room. You know, one per, one child in the room, and then he'd put a marshmallow on the table, and he'd give the child four minutes. And the instructions to them were: if you don't eat the marshmallow in four minutes, after that four minute period, you get another marshmallow. So the payoff was: um, if you could wait, you get uh, a um, like another marshmallow. Delayed gratification. Correct. Um, so obviously they did the, the, the study in the seventies, they took all the data, but then they re, uh, came back to that study in the nineties and they rang up and interviewed all of the participants that were kids. And they found a correlation between the children that did, uh, uh, do delayed gratification. So all the children that didn't take the marshmallow and they held back, uh, and uh, over the four minutes and they got the, the second marshmallow, they were more successful in life than the children that, that did, you know, take the marshmallow um, and not wait. Wow, that's fascinating to me, Jock. And I can tell you that the guests that we have entrepreneur on fire really do fit that kind of persona. And I mean, I fit it as well because, you know, I left a six-figure job where I was being able to eat my marshmallows every single day with, you know, a nice fat paycheck to go to what I knew with Entrepreneur's Fire was going to be months, if not years of no income before a potential payoff somewhere down the road, delaying that gratification. And, you know, fortunately for me, it's worked out and I've seen that and it's worked out for other entrepreneurs that we've had on Entrepreneur's Fire as well. And that's just a fascinating, fascinating study. Thank you for sharing that with us. And, you know, while you were sharing that great study, I actually found who we can attribute that quote to. It's pretty um, interesting how it's attributed that entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like most people won't. So you can spend the rest of your life like most people can't. It's attributed to Warren G. Tracy's students. And that's in multiple, multiple different places that I've checked here. So it's just kind of fascinating that that is the extent of the attribution that we can give for that fascinating quote. And Jock, what I really want to do now is take the spotlight of this interview, turn it to you, and talk about your journey. And we're going to talk about successes and aha moments, but I want to focus right now on a failure, Jock, on a time that you fell flat on your face. Tell us that story and the lessons you learned. So I might be a little bit quirky, but I actually like asking people about their failures, and I think <laughs> it's a good um, uh, a good learning point. You and me both, Jock. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the one that comes to mind was uh, when I was eighteen. Uh, I think it was going on nineteen. Um, I was doing 
consulting work with small businesses in Sydney on their websites and traffic and all that good stuff. And um, I'd sign a contract, I'd sign a client, I'd sign a lawyer up for a contract for eight grand a month doing traffic services. And um, uh, like that was pretty early into my game um, in terms of my business. And as you can appreciate, I'd be pretty excited about that. We, you know, I got, uh, we did some web design up front, which I got paid for to do that. Um, and the failure in the story is that contract didn't, um, uh, not expedite, but it like wasn't completed. So we got started, but it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't continue and go through to the end of end of the contract. And I think the biggest um, lesson I learned from that, and it might be something, or it might be something that's relevant to everyone, but I certainly got a, a big ego at that point. Um, and took my foot off the pedal. Um, and uh, the lesson from that is, you know, just because you have one big win doesn't mean that there's going to be another big win around the corner. You, you need to keep the momentum going. And uh, a lot of Donald Trump's books talk about how important momentum in momentum is and there's a specific story uh, in one of his books about uh, an entrepreneur that sold his business and uh, sold it to a big company and then came back five years later and purchased that company back and then it failed and the lesson there again was um, momentum. Uh, the reason that it failed is because he'd been out of the game so long that he'd lost momentum and it, and it, uh, it, it didn't work out. So that's my failure story. So Jock, and I love this story for so many reasons, and I think Fire Nation really needs to be thinking about these next few words that I'm going to share that my uncle always told me as I was growing up. And there was a very simple quote, it was a very simple mantra, it was just, John, be humble, be happy. And, you know, I kind of took that with a grain of salt, but the reality is, is that those people like you're sharing, Jock, yourself included, and, you know, myself in certain circumstances and my past as well, you know, have kind of let our egos kind of take control and have put things into cruise control. And the next thing we know, we look up and we've been passed, you know, we're in the right hand lane on that highway and people are zipping by us because this is a world where there are people that are making things happen every single day. And if you're not willing to be on your A game of keeping that pedal down to the metal, then, you know, you're going to get past. And for some people, that's fine. They don't want to always be at the forefront, but you need to realize what's happening and be very aware of it. And you look at any professional athlete that's out there that stayed at the top of their game forever. They are absolute gym rats. They wake up in the middle of the night terrified that somebody around the world is practicing right now and getting better than them. So they spend more time in the gym. They spend more time honing their skills and they stay on the top of their game for a lot longer because of it. So Jock, great failure story, great lesson, great takeaway. And now let's move into the other end of the spectrum. Let's talk about an aha moment, a light bulb that's gone off for you, Jock, at some point in your journey. Tell us that story. Take it down to the ground level, Jock. We want to be there with you when it happens. Don't be aerial. Be real specific. And share with us the steps you took to turn that idea into success. I'm going to run with a theme that's going to be prevalent in a few of my, my coming answers. Cool. And that's simplification and the one thing. So the biggest aha moment for me was uh, working with what I have and making uh, full use of that um, and that came from 
trying to do too many things and uh, taking focus away from that. Um, so there was a specific business that I owned um, that uh, got penalized by Google and it was quite reliant. Um, this is a few years ago, quite reliant on um, search traffic. Um, and at the time, uh, I thought, uh, you know, let's just sell it, cut the losses, etc. It was actually my mother that kicked me up the bum and said, um, you know, make sure you fix it up and, and keep working with it. Uh, and I basically took that business, continued along, did the basics, focused on it, fixed it up, got the revenue back up, um, and then sold that business for a tidy sum um, well into six figures. And I think the lesson from that is, um, you know, when your cards are down or when you're, you know, trying to trying to grow your business, make sure you're focusing on your core competency. Um, and, you know, what worked in the past is probably going to work in the future. Um, uh, and then that was probably the main, one of the main aha things is keep things simple and, you know, work with what you have. So, Jock, that was too vague. That wasn't nearly specific enough. What I really want to know is what that day was, you realize, wow, this is not working anymore. And Jock, what wasn't working? And Jock, what did you do to make it start working again? She's just putting the thumb on me, Johnny. Booyah! Um, this specific issue, there was an article written by a company called Branded3 that actually helped me out with the business. This specific problem was like a manual penalty and I called them up and they, I'm like, okay, can you help me? And they're like, yes. So I got them to do the contract um, to fix up the, the business. And I think it was in that moment um, that, that I changed my mindset on whether I was going to get rid of the business or not. Um, uh, and it was accumulation of other people telling me, you know, you should stick with that type thing. Um, and then an actual event or that specific event um, that changed my perspective on it. So it was actually probably, probably if we break it down, it was hope. Um, hope was the, the thing that was the aha, like I can, I, can, I can fix this, I can get it back type emotion and logic. So, Jock, I want to talk about a moment in your entrepreneurial journey. Again, I want this to be a story format. I want to be there with you when this moment happens. Your, Jock, proudest entrepreneurial moment. Might do a little bit better than this one. When I was 14, I bought my <laughs> um, uh, backstory, had a family business uh, that I worked in and they owned, my parents owned a few businesses and one of the businesses that they had was, was a, a, an auction company. Um, so, there was, they had a general, general auction every weekend. So, they sold you know, machinery, livestock, um, building materials, furniture, you know, all of the above. Um, and this was out of Sydney, Australia. And I used to work in the plant section. So, um, uh, back in like early 2000s um, and late 90s, uh, you know, people used to buy, people were keen on the gardening industry. 
Australia and they'd buy indoor and outdoor garden plants and I used to work as a bagman. So someone would sit there and bid on the product. I would then get out to them, collect the cash and, you know, I was basically the the till, you know, manage manage the uh manage the cash. Anyway, I'd buy all the stock at the end of the auction. So everything that didn't sell, I would pay cash for and buy and then water during the week um, and then resell it that next Saturday. Anyway, um, I bought my first laptop computer. It was a Toshiba 1900. It was blue. It was this big, clunky, chunky thing, nothing like they are today um, with the profits from from me buying and selling garden plants and that was probably that's probably my proudest entrepreneurial moment so jock as entrepreneurs we experienced the highest of highs the lowest of lows i mean every day is a new journey this roller coaster of emotions talk to fire nation how you keep some semblance of a balance in your journey I think you can choose what you want to do in terms of what your definition of balance is. Um, but I'm mostly in flow when I'm creating. Um, so I'm an ENTJ. I'm a wealth dynamics. Like my main, uh, uh, my main category is creator. So I actually enjoy working. So I don't think, um, like I don't, I like the balance of, you know, creating stuff. That's probably my answer to your question. Okay, let's move forward to your current business, Jock, because you know you have some cool things going on with digital exits. Talk to Fire Nation about what really has you fired up about that in your ventures right now. It's a fascinating market. So it's, it's a new market. I have been having many conversations with venture capitalists, private equity companies um, about the market. Um, you know, John, you yourself probably wouldn't have had a business like four years ago, five no years way. ago. Yeah, exactly. So the market is moving um, so quickly, and just on that aspect, you know, you just you you're just starting on the bottom of the wave. Like the wave isn't even forming yet. It's just you know, it's just the the ocean is just starting to suck up the wave, and you can just it's starting to form. So that's probably a really exciting thing in terms of we're just at the cusp of something ginormous. Um, the opportunity to create wealth is incredible. Um, like, you know, the opportunity to have a podcast and be consulting from any part of the world is unfathomable. Like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, Google wasn't even around. So that aspect um, of my business is, is fascinating to me. What else is exciting is, um, so I talk to a lot of online business owners. I talk to them about, you know, how they're running their business, how they're doing their marketing, what's working, what isn't. So getting that insight to into people's businesses um, is also fascinating. Um, I'm really enjoying the process of, and what's also really exciting is for people is their ability um, to get into the space. Um, I'm getting lots of corporate, uh, you know, corporate Americans, corporate Australians, corporate Europeans that are subscribing to my buyer database, you know, looking to acquire an online business. Like they come across sites like yours, like Pat Flynn's, you know, all the guys that are educating people about the value of online business. And for your listeners, um, there's also the option instead of starting of buying a business um, and if you've got the cash, 
uh, and you've got the skill set, it's certainly a quicker way to get your feet off the ground. And I really love to use the metaphor, it's a lot easier to steer, um, sorry, it's a lot harder to steer a parked car. Um, so if you've got an existing business that's, that's also running, a few tweaks here and there can create exponential results. Um, so those are probably the, the main three things that are really exciting me about the business at the moment. Yeah, and going back to talking about Donald Trump and the whole momentum thing, Jock, I mean, to get momentum going is so difficult. You know, getting that little pebble to start rolling down that hill, to start picking up speed and size and girth and and just everything that we're talking about here is so difficult that when you're able to do that, you know, you want to keep riding that momentum, you know, all the way, you know, until you literally are you know, have this strong desire to walk away because, you know, people that are starting from scratch and, and, you know, they see other people out there, like you mentioned, Pat Flynn, who are rocking and rolling, you know, maybe they can come in and take a little bit of a shortcut by buying a site or buying a business or buying something that already has some momentum going so they can just really keep adding to that with some renewed energy and maybe some direction. So great feedback. And Jock, I'm, I'm totally with you, my friend. I feel blessed to be alive this day and age, to be able to run businesses like you and I and Pat and other entrepreneurs are running. I mean, I'm standing here in my living room, you know, I'm looking out past my computer right here to the Bay of San Diego. I mean, I'm not going to have to walk outside of my beautiful condo here once today, yet I'm going to talk to eight amazing entrepreneurs all over the world. And when I publish these interviews, they're going to be downloaded over 550,000 times a month in over 145 countries. I mean, this is insanity, but it's blessed insanity and I'm honored to be a part of it. And Jock, before we hit the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. I came across an interesting stat today from the University of Loyola, Maryland. Guess how much color increases brand recognition? 80%. So when you're picking a color for your logo or a palette for your brand, don't take the decision lightly. The right color combination can highlight your business's strengths and draw customers to you. And as you might guess, the wrong combination can have the reverse effect. Designers at 99designs can help you pick colors that fit with your goals and your personality. When I got around to picking a logo for Entrepreneur on Fire, I knew I wanted orange included. It's bright, fun, eye-catching, and has a dynamic quality that speaks to social interaction. Once I nailed down what this logo should represent, it really set the tone for the rest of my materials. If you're looking for the right color for your logo, launch a contest at 99designs.com slash fire today. Logo started just $299. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free today. What a revolutionary concept. Audiobooks. Imagine what our car rides and workouts would be like without audio content. Seriously, how do we ever go on runs with our Walkman and CD players bulking up our pockets or drive from point A to point B without hooking up our MP3 players to our car dashboards? I am so glad I don't have to think about that anymore, especially now that I have audiobooks.com. Audiobooks.com allows you to listen to your favorite titles instantly, anywhere. You can choose from more than 40,000 books, and I know you have a growing list of business books you've been meaning to dive into. With their industry-leading bookmarking technology, you can seamlessly switch between devices without losing your place. Make sure you're getting the titles you really care about. 
Audiobooks offers free sampling so you can preview as many books as you like even before you sign up. Get your first book for free today by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. And Jock, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'm ready to fire. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Nothing was ever holding me back uh, because I was already in an entrepreneurial family. I think the main thing that's holding was holding me back is the level of an entrepreneur that I wanted to be. Uh, and that was more of a decision on how big of a game I wanted to play. And I'm definitely playing a bigger game now than I was you know, five <laughs> or seven, ten years ago. What is the best advice you've ever received? Keep things simple, stupid. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. I love that acronym, just like I love Focus Fire Nation. And Jock, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. One new piece of content and one new contact per day. Whoa, I'm following both of those mentalities, so I love that. And Jock, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Super passionate about a program called Boomerang for Gmail. Uh, It sets up reminders on emails. Uh, It sets up scheduling on email. So basically, uh, anything that does go unanswered, you get a reminder like two to five days later if it, uh, so you can follow up. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash jockpurtle. Jock, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? The One Thing by Gary Keller. And that book's about uh, keep it simple, stupid. And it's about the one thing. You might see a recurring theme, one piece of content, one new contact, <laughs> the one thing. Um, great book to read. Jock, we just are on the same mindset. You know, I love that one thing. I love that acronym for FOCUS. Follow one course until success, Fire Nation. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Jock, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. You just woke up, comprehended all of this, Jock. What do you do in the next seven days? I would focus on creating cash flow and the quickest way to create cash flow would be some type of consulting. Um, I would probably uh, go and sell a website to a small business or do some type of you know, online marketing consulting. Um, I think that's the quickest way to cash flow positive with good margins. Jock, Wow. I have enjoyed hearing your journey and the stories when you shared them were inspiring. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. People can find me at digitalexits.com. We run a weekly podcast about buying, building, and selling an online business. Um, We also 
got a whole heap of great contact about content about the buying, um, building, and selling process. And then uh, one piece of parting advice: persistence, and then measure your results in five-year licks, not not uh, short term. Persistence, love that, and Jock. Fire Nation's well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about at eofire.com. Type Jock, J-O-C-K, in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. Jock, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Cheers, John. It was a pleasure. Podcasters Paradise is everything we thought it would be and more. Do you know we have over 350 active members who are sharing their best techniques and tactics in the forum and even connecting outside Paradise to exchange honest reviews in iTunes and be guests on each other's shows? Having a community of like-minded entrepreneurs can make all the difference. Learn about Paradise today at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 